This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and good morning, everyone listening in. This is a um, a different. Presser podcast is it's the first time we're doing one after an away defeat. Mm, yeah. And I got to say, your podcast voice is much, much nicer than the one that you just did before we were recording. You're in a bit of a mood today, Ryan. <laughs> just stress and cars and wallets and losing things and put it all together and it makes for a stressful Friday morning, but it's all good. We're all okay. Well, I'm glad that you're putting a brave face on for the pod. Um, It's relatable, I can assure you. So I'm not saying I was reluctant to record this episode, and it's absolutely nothing to do with you, Ryan, but I'm a little bit wary of the fact that this game might not happen. It might get postponed. The weather up in Cumbria looks pretty bleak, and their game in midweek against Salford was called off. I really do hope if that happens... It's in the next few hours or, well, certainly Friday the 10th, that's for sure. Well, the issue is, is that with the weather up there, let's put kind of our, our meteorologist hats on here, where we act like weathermen, is that, that there's not much rain overnight tonight, but then it's getting around kind of 9, 10 a.m. tomorrow when it's set to then just rain for like a good seven, eight hours. And that's like torrential rain as well. So, yeah, that's that's where the worry comes in. And, and you know, we'll touch on it a bit about what Ben Garner said, but... The concern is that at the moment, we're good to go ahead. The game is, is going ahead. Obviously, the team are then travelling up most of the way tonight. 
But then you could get to a situation of you get to 9, 10, 11 a.m. tomorrow morning and the match has to be called off. Yeah, so I hope travelling fans will have alternative games on their maps in case they're halfway up and it and it gets postponed so maybe they can watch football elsewhere but fingers crossed this game happens so you know we've we've got to start this episode and it was the first question that was asked to Ben Garner in the press conference is the FA Cup draw we did a we, <laughs> we did an episode on Tuesday night and of course, if it would have been a positive result, we would have gone all in singing and dancing over the fact that we got this fantastic draw in the FA Cup. But we were so, <laughs> we recorded on the whistle and we were so deflated from from that performance at Orient, um, even though, you know, it's not the end of the world. And we didn't think that at the time either, but we couldn't muster the energy to, <laughs> to go, well, let's talk about the FA Cup draw. You, Mr. Walker, was absolutely convinced it would be a Manchester side that we would get. See, we were right in there. Yeah. You just got the wrong one. Got the wrong one. And I also, I, I predicted an away draw. So, you know, it's it's not an away draw, but what a draw it is. I'm, you know, buzzing, have to say, probably could use a, a better uh, word than, than that, you know, sound more professional, but I just am buzzing to kind of have the Premier League champions in our town. Pep Guardiola standing on the sidelines. Of course, we see him every week anyway. But the real Pep Guardiola standing on the sidelines and um, it's going to be brilliant, brilliant for the club and and just waiting for Harry McCurdy to shush those City fans in the 89th minute as he scores a bicycle kick. Oh, imagine the scenes. Tell me, Ryan, are you going to dog up Miguel Delaney and Henry Winter as they take your seat (laughs) in the press box? I'll have to um, make sure that I get my accreditation very, very swiftly. I keep checking every day to check when I can apply, but I've been assured that there'll be no problems there um, and we'll, we'll be more than fine. But yeah, you know, yeah, these big, big time journalists from the athletic and, and such media conglomerates, they will come down and, and try to take seat number 77 in the press box at the Arkle stand, but there'll be no chance of that happening, let me tell you now. They'll sit where they like and you'll, and you'll respect it, sir. <laughs> I, uh, you know, all these glory, glory journos, eh? That's what we got. I'm sure I'll get after about, by about three different journalists, how, how to pronounce someone's name. Um, but, you know, that's the way it is. It's great, it's great, it's great coverage for the club. On the downside, not so great for my freelance role of doing stuff for the press association as well, because I'm sure now all these big-time media companies will send their own journalists down. So, you know, I mean, my finances will take a hit for the match, but the clubs will certainly be boosted. I mean, Ryan, you have enough trouble pronouncing Ellis Iandolo, so I don't think you're the person in the best place to tell <laughs> tell the uh, the mainstream uh, how to say names. Yes, but they don't know that. That's the, that's the beauty <laughs> of it. <laughs> very good, very good. Yes, uh, they will come down, they'll talk about how great lower league football is and then we'll be in the loving bosom of Old Trafford and Anfield and Stamford Bridge and the Etihad or whatever it's called shortly afterwards. But we look forward to it. And the reason why we're bulking this chat out is because the first question to Ben Garner was about the game and he kind of firmly batted it away. Well, it was the first question. It was also the shortest answer of the day. You know, it was uh, very much the... We got a statement from him as soon as that question was asked. I'm not answering anything on Man City until the 2nd of January. It's great the game is on TV, so it's more money for the club, but I'm focused on Barrow. 
And he, Andrew then tried to, Andrew Horse, sorry, of course, the BBC, he then tried to ask another question. And it got, I'm not answering any questions on Manchester City. So there we go. I'd also just like to touch on the fact that who knew it was so easy to get Manchester City fans rattled on Twitter? Can I just put this out there? One tweet after the game, uh, sorry, after the draw the other day. And, you know, it was um, simply a, a, a phishing tweet about the fact that we would pack up the Etihad with more fans than them. Um, if it wasn't a way draw, and, you know, it just I was just reeling them in. The amount of abuse I got from Man City fans was was ridiculous. You know, you'd think that the Premier League champions or fans of them would wouldn't be surrounded by a Swindon Town tweet, but they were, and it was great to see, and I can't wait to welcome them to the county ground. Anyone would think you supported Manchester United. It's just a little bit party-pooping from Ben Garner. Where's the harm, just for one minute, say we're absolutely delighted and all the players have to stake their claim for a place in a lineup. So it's a great motivation for them to get through the winter games and and really push for a, for a starting lineup. What's wrong with just entertaining it for one question without going into, we will not be talking about this until January 2nd. It's boring. Just go on, be excited. What's, what's, what's the harm? I think there's two approaches you can take to this. I think the first is you can kind of, you know, let your true emotions come across because the fact is Ben Garner is delighted with this and, and every single player and member of staff at that club will be as well. It's a chance to test yourself against the best team in the world. There's, there's you know, there's no question about it, or at least arguably the best best team in the world. So what an opportunity that is. But Ben Garner, I, I kind of understand his approach to today, especially coming off the back of, a, of an away hammering that we'll touch on shortly. So, you know, I can understand that. He maybe kind of didn't want to come off a 4-1 defeat at Leighton Orient and then go on to to bleed his heart out about the FA Cup draw. But yeah, I agree. He could have given a little bit more, but I'm sure he's just focused. And, and you know, it's, it's less than a month away now, that game. And and in the build-up to it, the start of the new year, it will be everything focused on that. And I'm sure we'll get some really good quotes from him then. Sure. Okay, well, we'll move on and we'll do the... We'll do this conversation based on the order of your blog. So it will go from Barrow to Orient to Barrow to elsewhere um, as per the questions from those in attendance during the press. So the next question was about the logistics of the Barrow game. Now, Barrow, historically, were pretty much kicked out of the Football League because of where it was geographically. And they're back after years in the non-league wilderness how are we doing this trip? Are they are they going up today, Friday, or are they doing half a journey and then completing it on Saturday? What's going on? So the the plan that they have in action at this moment in time is they're training at Swindon today. Um, I'm not sure if it's on the artificial pitches or actually on the pitch, but they're training in Swindon at the county ground. Ben Garner was there this morning, which is a bit different to where he's normally based at Calm. So I'll be training in the morning. And then after that, what will be happening is that they're going to go up this afternoon, leave at 12, stay in a hotel just short of Barrow. So there'll be a little bit of a journey to complete Saturday morning. Um, and then, yes, they'll be they'll be over to the stadium and, and ready for the game. So it's not really that much difference. Whether away games with a longer distance, of course, it, it, is, a, it is a lengthy old trip. But Ben Garner and his, his side are, are focused their plan. They've had plans made in advance. And now the main thing for them is just that the game goes ahead. And is he concerned that the game won't happen? Ben Garner at this moment in time has been assured that the game against Barrow will go ahead. The conversations over the last two days is that the match is going ahead. Now, 
of course, we touched on it kind of momentarily there about, about the bad weather that we're expecting up in Cumbria, especially into kind of Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. But what he's been saying is that for Ben Garner, if they travel up the game, so they travel up today, the game doesn't go ahead, then he's going to be incredibly disappointed. And he actually feels that Swindon should then get the points, which is a bit of a, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a kind of odd one because yes, you know, his, his reason was that it's a very long journey. We've had to spend obviously money on on making our way up there, the coaches, the hotels, the fans then have to travel a long way up as well. So if the game doesn't go ahead and they get a call Saturday morning and say, actually, no, the pitch isn't good enough, bang on, there's a view is that Swindon should get the points. He's wrong. He, oh, he's wrong. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not it's not Barry's fault, but he, um, I'll touch on it now because, you know, there's no point kind of repeating our, ourselves later, later on. Um is that what he said is it is a huge journey. Anyone makes that journey. It's, it's incredible devotion. Um, and, and it's brilliant from the fans to be able to kind of, you know, we've already sold quite a large amount of tickets to go up to that match. But he then, he then said that in the modern day and age and, and in, in this time, league football games shouldn't be getting called off. He said there is no reason for games to be getting called off and more has to be done, not just about this game, but in general, to make sure that these matches aren't ever called off. So that is his... It's his verdict. Um, he says if it is, like I said, that Swindon should get the points, he shouldn't. But I think it's just kind of that that frustration that would be caused if, if this game doesn't go ahead. Yeah, if if Carl Robinson said that, we'd all roll our eyes, wouldn't we? And it's a it's a it's a matter of opinion. And I completely agree that common sense should always prevail. So clearly you can anticipate weather and you can sort of say, Yeah, well, the pitch is all right now, but we've got a day of rain forecast tomorrow. Is it really, are we really going to be able to prevent waterlogging? And I don't think Swindon fans will be irate if they postponed it because they've said, well, look at the weather. <laughs> There's no way we've got the facilities to be able to stop this from, from affecting the pitch. So let's call it off and save everyone getting halfway up before having to turn around. I get all that. I don't necessarily agree that no game in the EFL should ever be postponed. I don't think Swindon is immune from postponements and it's a dangerous, that's why it's, it's a Carl Robinson comment because it's the sort of thing he would say and then months later they have a frozen pitch or something. So it's, uh, it, it's I, I get what he's saying. Um, you shouldn't punish a club based on their geographical place. It's not Barrow's fault that Swindon is in the south of England and Barrow is all the way up in the in the northwest. So, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. But it happens. It's not great. I remember us going up to I think I think it was Stockport, and the players were there, and the fans were in the car park, and it was it was iced off um, at the last minute, and it is the worst when you're going up for a football day and it's it's taken away from you, um, I just think common sense would prevail um, or should prevail. And that is to do whatever checks and anticipate. Um, but I don't think you can postpone games on anticipation, I suppose, can you? No, you, you can't. It's it's more, I think the point you was trying to make it was more of pitches should be able to withstand a lot of water as, as per what Swindon's is able to nowadays if you're in the football league. But of course, the problem there is that with example Barrow, a lot of these teams then come up from the National League and you can't expect National League pitchers to be equipped the same way as what a big club in League Two will be, especially if it's their first season or second season in in that division. So there has to be a bit of understanding there. It was just frustration, I'm sure. What we do know that is, look, if this game goes ahead, 
it is going to be very hard, I feel, for Swindon to play their usual style because it will be boggy. We know the rain is coming, so the pitch won't be brilliant. It, it, it will be kind of a, a, a very wet and windy day with kind of lots of marsh just to step around on that pitch. And, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It certainly is. OK, well, in midweek, not our greatest performance of the season, quite disjointed, bit of a struggle um, at the back. What's what's the final word on the Orient defeat from Ghana? We'll start on the on the loss generally, and also that defensive performance, which was very out of sorts compared to the rest of the season. From Ben Garner, it was it was actually you know he was quite positive about it. He said you know it's um that defeat was probably not a four one scoreline overall when you look back on the game. You know I've watched highlights from the match, and I have to agree with him in some instances. You know I thought some players had good individual performances. I thought as a team for that first 55 minutes, which is what Ben Garner said, he, he felt they were excellent. Uh, Larry Norin had four shots in 64 minutes. One of them was saved, and the problem was that then three of them went in. So, you know, it was lapses in concentration from, from Garner's point of view. Um, but overall, it was a pretty good performance, and, and, he, and he was happy with the thing. You know, he said, on that defence, we have been pretty solid. Of course, the, the issues that we've not kept a, clean, kept a clean sheet from the last time we played Forest Green Rovers... But our overall shape on Tuesday was very good. Our tactical shape restricted them to very little. He said it's just fine-tuning. He said 90% of what we are doing is very good. It's just about brushing up on that 10% and and making sure we eradicate these moments, like on Tuesday, that then cost us. So with a 4-1 defeat, you, pro- you probably do sometimes think you'll pull things apart. But he said we analysed it. It was really simple to watch it on the video after the game. And, and there wasn't there wasn't anything you know major that we need to change. And that's really reassuring. I like that. And, you know, we as fans, we see it in different ways, don't we? And I, I'm not going to disagree with Ben Garner says there. If they're doing the analysis and they see it they see it as a positive, there was that spell in the second half that absolutely destroyed us, wasn't it? Where we were just, you know, ran ragged and, and thoroughly pun- punished. But it's what they do next, I suppose. And I guess, as you said before, if we're not able to play our game, that that will be very interesting to see how the Barrow performance plays out. But it's good that there's no panic, there's no wholesale changes by the sounds of it planned, and we just put that aside to one of those games or one of those results. It is, isn't it? Look, we can't jump into it too much. It's the first away loss of the season, and, and we're we're halfway through December, so yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those. You, like we, I think I've said it quite recently. Um, is that it's football, there's 90 minutes, there's two sides and one of you is going to win, one of you going to lose most of the time. So, you know, the fact that it's taken us this long to actually suffer an away loss is, is amazing. And they're clearly doing something right, Swindon. Ben Garner and, and his staff know what they're doing. It was just a um, a lapse in concentration, like you said, at the back. And, of course, with the Formula 8 and Orient are in, they're, they're in very good form, high, high goal-scoring team, and they're going to punish you. So we got punished and now it's about moving on to Barrow. So we move on to Barrow then. So we know all about their manager, Mark Cooper, who once managed our very own. Um, They're not having a great season, though. As it stands, they currently lie in 20th place, having won only four, drawn seven and lost eight. They were buoyed by a pretty decent FA Cup result where they drew with Ipswich Town. Ryan, what did Ben Garner say about Barrow? So the way it was put to Ben Garner is that this is a good game for Swindon to bounce back against. And you, and you have to agree, you know, including Cup games, Barrow haven't scored in their last five. 
which is which is quite incredible. During that time, they've also then conceded four goals, um, drawing just once in the league, and that was against Carlisle back in halfway through November, kind of this time in November. So, you know, they're not on a good patch of form. And like I said, they're, they're kind of struggling just to stay above relegation as it stands. But, you know, Ben Garner gave, gave him credit to the fact that they've been good in their last two games. As you said there, they kind of had that nil-nil draw with Ipswich. It was a tight loss to Sutton. Um, he feels they've looked more solid defensively, but then he, he went on the attack and said, we want to bounce back. We're going there to win. And it's important to build that momentum again. He then, he then gave a little bit of credit to the fans as well. And he said, it's a huge journey. Anyone who makes that journey it is incredible devotion to your football team and, and full credit to Swindon fans. Tuesday night was proper support, he said. That was proper, proper football support for those that went to Leighton Orient. Um, and and, he, and that's what he wants to see more of, which is brilliant. Yeah, quite right. And it's good that he's acknowledging the fans there without a doubt. What, what, what about the players, though? I mean, how are they how are they reacted to midweek? Well, they've, they've been really positive in their reaction. Bang on a sense, there was kind of quite a lot of frustration yesterday when he went into training and, and he could see that players were really borderline angry after that defeat against Leighton Orient. But he said there's a bounce, there's a buzz. Um, and all these players, they, they're, they're so eager to put things right quickly. And it's interesting what he said, you know, every time Swindon have lost, they've then gone on a little run after a defeat. So it's important they do that again. Um, what a game to do it. Anything less than a win, um, you know, f- from my point of view, is is, a, is an awful performance because they should they should go there and put quite a few past Barrow and and get back to winning ways and keep keep on going and building that momentum as well. Ben Gunner was also asked about our season performances and also the aim for promotion. Well, this is the first time that we've really heard a change in narrative from Ben Garner, isn't it? Of course, we've not really spoke about it much because after the start of the season, you know, that, that first couple of months, it was always, you know, the aim is to stay up, the aim is to stay up, regardless of if we're doing well. Look at the start of the season we had in the preseason we didn't have. The aim was to step and, and kind of keep the club stable. But now Ben Garner feels that Swindon are contenders in this league. And and he was very kind of didn't want to give too much away. But he said, we're in a good position. It is now about what we do from here. Our focus has been purely game by game. And, and he feels that's the right mentality. I have to agree. I think it is, you know, it seems to be working so far. He doesn't want to get drawn into looking at league tables or FA Cup draws, he said. Um but it's about moving on to the next one. But he did say, I think we are, we are with the position we have put ourselves in, going to be contending for this league. So, you know, very strong statement there from Ben Garner, where, where like I said, it's the first time his narrative has changed. And and it's refreshing to see because everyone else can see it. And it was just about hearing it from Garner himself. On the Barrow game then, what's the... Uh... What's the injury status on the squad? Any any new ones to join Matthew Baudry? No, no new injuries. It was just Matthew Baudry that's still injured. So so very good to see. I, I I don't know many teams that have such a clean bill of health, especially at this time of year. So it's long may it continue, hopefully. How do you think we'll line up against Barrow? Do you think there'll be a couple of changes from the Orient game? It's it's hard, isn't it? You know, of course, it, like you said, he, he said that he was happy with the performance overall. But at the end of the day, the facts are you got beat 4-1. So do you then have to look at that? Possibly, you know, Romney Critchlow, we saw we saw him got substituted the other day. Will he keep his place? Of course, Rob Hunt was playing well. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I have to say, though, I'm going to go for just the one change 
Um, and that would be Ben Gladwin out for Johnny Williams. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think he'll tinker with the midfield, be it one or two, and then leave the leave the rest as it is. But give me a prediction. But it, it, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard, isn't it, though, quick, just because Rob Hunt was playing well. And, of course, Romney Critchton comes back, starts his first league game back from injury, and, and we get batted 4-1. So it, it's a... It's a tough one for him, but I just feel like he, he'll stick with Critchlow and, and now he's got 90 minutes, well, not 90 minutes, but now he's got a game under his belt, at least from starting. Um, he'll feel in a lot better position. My prediction for this one, Rich, it's simple. Look, Barry in a poor in a form. Can't find the back of the net at a minute. 3-0 Swindon. Ooh, okay. Well, that's what I want to see. I'm going to go for a win. We might end, uh, help them end that Baron run, but I'm going to I'm gonna go one less. 2-0. 2-0 Swindon on the basis that they'll be able to play their football. Um, lovely. Okay. Shall we Shall we listen to your questions? Let's go for it. Hi, Ben. Uh, good morning. Um, first of all, um, just wanted to touch a little bit on Tuesday. It, like you said, it was it was a good performance and, you know, watching kind of highlights with some good individual moments in there as well. Is there ever kind of that, that bit where you have to look at yourself and think, okay, did I make the right decision based on kind of my team lineup or, or is it is that kind of a temptation to want to change things around again. No, I do that every game. You know, the first thing I review is is myself and the staff and decisions we made, team we chose, organisation, etc. And um, uh, and sometimes there are things wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you said to me Tuesday, would I do anything differently? No, not a single thing. Tactically, we were perfect. You look at the first half performance, aside from the goal, we're near on perfect. Um, they don't have a shot. Uh, we have good control of the game. Just our final ball just needs to be a little bit better at times. Mm-hmm. We score a wonderful goal. Um, and it, even in the second half, there was no change in that. It was just those lapses in moments. Um, so uh, we've addressed it, like I say, we review it, we try and improve it. But um, as the way we set up and the way we address the game, I, I wouldn't change anything if we replayed it today. Yeah. and. I just wanted to touch on also, you know, you were playing a lot of Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. It's getting to that time of year as well. And, you know, kind of, I suppose the, the weather also drains energy a, li- a little bit more, it might it might be said. Are, are the players getting any fatigue in, in there whatsoever that is forcing you to make any changes? I think every player in the country gets fatigued after yeah. the exertion they make in a game. But it's how you recover, uh, how you quickly move on to the next game. And we do a, a lot of work on the recovery. We do a lot of work on the preparation for the next game and um, and also the players enjoy what we do, how we play um, and being at the club. So that gives you an energy as well. And, um, you know, we're, we're now just looking forward to Barrow. Uh, we look forward to each and every game. Um, after Barrow, we've got a, a nice normal week, if you like. Um, so we, we look forward to that. But now we'll begin absolutely everything we can on, on Saturday uh, to get that three points and then We'll then enjoy a couple of days' rest before working into the Walsall game. Uh, and finally, um, Anthony Grant was left out of kind of Tuesday's squad. Is is he a player that you're looking to get rid of in January and maybe move on to another club because he doesn't seem to really be featuring? Uh, we'll assess that with every player going into going into January. Um, we'll just try and get the best possible squad in place that we think will help us push through to the end of the season. So I'm having those conversations with with Ben Chorley at the moment and. We're looking at the current squad and we're also looking at uh, potential targets to bring in. So our only focus in every window will be for the squad to be stronger when we come out of that window than when we went in. Can I just ask, possibly, is, is it just that he's not kind of been 
playing better than the people getting into the team ahead of him at this moment in time? Is that simply it? Yeah, that's that's simply it. It's, um, you know, he had an opportunity against um, Colchester in the EFL Trophy um, and, and didn't didn't stake his claim to, to go into the team or squad ahead of those ahead of him. And that's that's football. That's yeah. the competition we want. Um, that's the depth I think we've, we've got at the club. We've not got a big squad, um, but we've got good quality in there and we've got some young players around it that are really enthusiastic and um, have taken their opportunities. You know, people like Mo Darbre. Uh, we've got Ricky Aguilar and Harry Parsons that are great out on loan. So um, we're really pleased with those with those players pushing the ones sort of you would say are currently in the team, if you like. And that's the culture that we want at the football club. Brilliant. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Garner on his decisions. Explain, why did you go down that road? Because Ben Garner felt that Swindon played well on Tuesday night and I just wondered whether he, he felt he got his decision-making correct because something's gone wrong hasn't it <laughs> for you for you to lose 4-1 you know you can't even though you can sit and say it was it was a good game something has clearly gone wrong um I just wanted to, to understand his decisions and see if we could get a little bit more detail on, on his team selection but he said he looks at himself after every game as you heard there and and tactically he felt they were perfect apart from the first goal we were near perfect in the first half I never get when managers say I have to I have to be honest because you can't say apart from the goal because the goal happened, <laughs> so I don't, I don't ever really understand that too much. But you know, like like Garner said, he reflects on himself more than anything, and I'm not. I like his honesty. I like that he is he is happy to admit, even if people might say he got things wrong, he's happy to stand kind of fall by his sword and, and say that you know he didn't, and he, he felt tactically they were perfect and. It was just a, it was just one of those nights. Yeah, and we just have to keep telling ourselves it's one away loss from yeah. a whole season so far. So we just got to keep telling ourselves this. You, you also asked about fatigue then, and I think he would, you know, went down an understandable route. Really, that saying that well, everyone's going to suffer for fatigue. He did. Yeah, it was. It was just one of those questions that you, you want to kind of understand how the players are feeling. Um, and everyone does suffer fatigue, but he said their their main benefit is that they do so much work on recovery and preparation. Of course, we know about the sports scientists that Swindon brought into the club this season. They seem to be earning their paycheck with the way that the, the injury record is looking so far for Swindon Town. Um, but every player suffering fatigue. It, it, you just wonder, though, don't you? Because we touch on team selection every time we do a presser, and, and a lot of the time now we're, we're saying the same team, bar maybe one or two changes. So there has to be fatigue creeping in somewhere, but is Garner just possibly too reluctant to change a winning team? You understand that as well. And of course, he tried that the other day and, and we got beat. So, you know, it's just about understanding his point of view and what he wants to do in terms of selection. I just don't think we have the squad depth to be to have the luxury of rotation. There's a couple of players that you want to see a bit more of, like JML and Rob Hunt keeps staking a claim, but ultimately he really is sticking to 11 players isn't he so you know he is but the the you say we don't have good squad like big I didn't say depth, we didn't have a so... I didn't say <laughs> that <laughs> you said we didn't you know our squad depth isn't kind of the largest and, and that's true and Ben Garner even raised that point but we have good players there don't we you know we have we have good players that there that you feel could pretty much walk into mostly two setups and kind of start to get more minutes than what they're getting in the minute. Like so Alex Gilbert, he's he's rarely featured recently. Jaden Mitchell Lawson, as you touched on there. Uh Ryan East, you know, not seen much of him, and not neither have we seen much of Jordan Lydon either. So, you know, there's players there. The worry for me is that should 
I'm going to touch some wood here and then touch my head, but, sh- you know, touch wood, should we get any injuries to any of these players that are so crucial to our success? Are these players going to have had the minutes and the match fitness to come in and slot right into that setup? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Absolutely. And it takes us to your, your final question, which is Anthony Grant, who is fit. He is available, but he's clearly out of favour. It's, it's something that I'm surprised hasn't been asked earlier. I think it's been at, mentioned in passing, but it was during like the international stage. So it's easy for Ben Garner to say, well, he's self-isolating or he's away with Jamaica and he's just getting into the rhythm of all that. But, you know... He's not been named on a nine-man bench recently in the FA Cup. He he didn't travel um, to Orient. It was a very kind way. He did say that he played in the Papa John's and he didn't stake his claim. But, I mean, it's done, isn't it? It's done. I felt like it was one of those questions that you have to ask. And the reason I don't think it's been asked previously is because we've been playing well. And of course, when you're playing well and, and you're in the league position that Swindon have been in and you've gone on that FA Cup run to the third round as well, everyone kind of tends to ignore a lot of what's going on or, or you might even just forget about other players that have been there previously. So now Anthony Grant has a, has the name of the general and of course, Swindon fans love him, haven't they? they? They've loved him over the past few seasons. And when he came back this year and, and he joined in pre-season, then he got a contract with the club, everyone was kind of amazed and celebrating the fact that, that Grant had stayed at Swindon. As you heard there, at the first instance, I asked if he was going to be letting Anthony Grant go in January. The question, he, Ben Garner did very well to divert it to the fact that, you know, we look at everyone. So I then said to him, is it the fact that he's just not playing well, which is why he's not getting picked? And that's when he gave that bit of a kind of more obvious answer of, you know, he, he did have this opportunity against Colchester and he fell and, and he didn't stake his claim in that trophy match to go into the squad ahead of any of the players that are currently there ahead of him. So Anthony Grant will be off in January. I have no doubts about it. He's done well for Swindon. Now I feel that I have to agree with Ben Garner. There's probably better players in the club at this moment in time and younger players, which was interesting to Ben Garner to say, who are really enthusiastic. So, you know, without reading too much into it, that to me says that possibly... Anthony Grant's enthusiasm to get back into this team isn't as strong as what some of the other players is. I can't figure out who's to blame. You know, Jamaica, <laughs> the the football federation, not the uh, not the country, or <laughs> or the Low Strangers podcast for being his home sponsor, shirt sponsor, because um, it all went wrong after one of those <laughs> happened. <laughs> it was all going so well, and then. One of those or both of those events happened and we've only seen them once since. So a big shame, but, you know, that's life. And these things in football happen. Well, there we go. We've ended another presser on a bum note. Um... (laughs) I just want to say, everyone, if if you listened to last week, you'll know that Rich asked me about, do we ask tougher questions? I do it today and it's a bum note we end on. So I can't, I can't win on this question. Well, that's not, maybe I should have just done my <laughs> prep and moved the questions about a bit instead of leaving this till last and just gone with the prediction at the end. I'll take the hit on that one, Ryan. Don't worry. I'll take the hit. Get better, Rich, for goodness sake. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. Thank you for listening, everyone.
Below Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of The Presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.